Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I don't even know how to lead off a video anymore. I got you. I got you. I'll do it. All right. Ready? Wait, so we're doing the what? AFC North? Yeah. All right. Ready, okay. set, go. Wait, what? It says live 17 seconds. I could just cut it when okay. I edit it. All right. I got you. Ready? All right. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to another video. It's Nathan with the Fantasy Fanatics. I'm here with Spencer. You want to say hello? What's up? Uh, today, we're going to continue our series we've been doing, like we shared in the last couple of videos, where we're breaking down every fantasy-relevant player on each team in a division. Today's video is going to be the AFC North, so we'll cover the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals. Um, should be quite a bit of players. This this might be one of, I'd say this with like the NFC West probably is the heaviest for fantasy, probably. Yeah, Would you agree? I think so. With AFC South being the least? Yeah, probably yeah, probably AFC South. The NFC East is probably a little little two team heavy as well. Yeah. Washington, Dallas. Well, Dallas has all the receive all the receivers too. Yeah. So yeah, maybe the AFC South. So uh what team do you want to go ahead and start with? Wait, we'll also with also real quick before you start, updated rankings are out. Are yours out? Yes, they are. Mine are out. Yes, they are. Cool. Go check them out on the website. The All right, let's, let's start off with the Steelers. Uh, I am way high on Ben Roethlisberger compared to you. I have him at quarterback 17. You have him at 24th. What is your reasoning behind your 24 um, QB 24 ranking? Gotcha. So my, my logic behind this, it goes hand in hand with why I have Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence and like the mid-teens because I think when you get to a point where the first – 12 13 14 quarterbacks are off the board that's going to be each team's starting quarterback and so after that point what is the point of taking ben roethlisberger when you can take someone like a field or a lance who's got a lot higher upside that's why i have them ranked in the mid-teens because if you did take roethlisberger you can get someone who's very close to equal value off waivers and so you might as well take that take that potential upside well i was looking at your rankings just now and you have Sam Darnold at QB 20, you have him above Ben Roethlisberger. Is it because of the weapons? Because I think you could very well argue outside of McCaffrey that Ben has bigger, better, bigger and better weapons. Uh, I, I don't think so. I would take Carolina's weapons. I think McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson are better than um, Najee Harris, Claypool, Juju, and Deontay Johnson. That's just really? Yeah. I think McCaffrey's going to get, you know, 10 targets a game. DJ Moore is probably about the same. Robbie Anderson, probably eight to 10. And so I think they're, they're solid players. All right. Well, let's go to running back. Uh, Najee Harris. You have him at 12. I am very high on Najee. I have him at eight. I have him. Let me look real quick. I have him right below Aaron Jones and above Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. I am super high on him because of one reason. He is maybe one of five. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Zeke, who will be on the field, I think, for 90% of maybe a little bit more of their team snaps. He is a true workhorse, I think, to start off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, He's shown the pass catching in the preseason. Uh, the only problem is... He's not running behind a great O-line, and they do have weapons. 
That's the only thing holding him back from being a top five running back, I think. Yeah, a lot of people will go to the offensive line for that argument. I completely understand why you've got him at eight. The only reason I have him at 12 is simply the guys in front of him. Like nothing against Najee Harris. It's just the guys in front of him are studs. He could very easily finish the top 10 back. It would not surprise me. Um, I think he's going to get an absolute crap ton of workload in that offense. Um, when they get near the goal line, I think they're going to him. Um, I don't think Ben's going to be throwing as much this year. He's getting up there in age. Um, I think they're going to feed Najee Harris. Even when he drops back, I think he's going to be looking for Harris a lot out of the backfield. So I think it bodes well for him. So I'm just a tad bit higher on him. Um, I think I'm higher than most, I could say. Uh, most people I've seen have, have him around that 11 to 14 range. So uh, love Najee Harris this season. Uh, let's go with the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson. We were just talking about this before we came on. I have him at 18. Mm-hmm. You have him at 22. Big Deontay Johnson fan, especially in PPR. Um, I think he might be higher than 18 in full PPR. I have him above guys like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, um, and Chris Godwin. So um, I like his ADP. I think his ADP is around – Right now, floating around that 45 to 50 range. Could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that is huge value for him and shouldn't be going below guys, as I said. And I've even seen him go below guys like Odell, Cortland Sutton, and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I think he is the, for fantasy purposes, I do think he's the number one receiver on that team. But as far as like NFL real life purposes, I think all three of them are very equal. I think on the depth chart, it'd be like 1A, 1B, 1C. I don't think there's a 1, 2, and 3. I think that Deontay Johnson has the potential to turn into what kind of like Antonio Brown was, but not as like good. Not as good. Wow. But like he has the route running. Um, the only thing he has to work on is the drops. The drops were a problem last year, but if him and Eric Ebron can fix those, basically the whole Steelers, if they can fix that, um, I think that bodes well for Ben Roethlisberger and all the pass catching options. Yeah. Although people are ranking Deontay Johnson a lot farther ahead of the other two receivers, um, I think Juju's got a really good chance to bounce back with all these other weapons around him, especially if he can run a little bit deeper routes because last year it was everything was right around the line of scrimmage. If they get him more down the field, I think that I think that's a plus for the whole team. And him for fantasy, of course. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, off to the other weapons. We got Juju, who we were just talking about. We both have him at wide receiver 31 for this year. Um, How does that compare to Claypool? That compares to Claypool. Uh, I have him at 32. So I have uh, Juju 31. Claypool 32. Mm-hmm. You have Juju 31, Claypool 44. Yeah. I think Claypool's year last year was very uh, touchdown impacted, if that makes sense. He had a yep. lot of touchdowns. I mean, he had some he had some rushing. He had a couple of rushing touchdowns where they would run like sweeps with him and stuff. I think that comes down with the addition of Najee Harris. And I also think Juju bounces back. I think Deontay Johnson has a good year. So he's just he's like, I think for fantasy purposes, he is the wide receiver three on that team. And also, one thing I noticed last year is coming down the stretch, he was coming out of the game. He would be the one who comes out for James Washington a lot. So that was a little concerning that maybe his his role was diminishing a little bit. So just something that I'm kind of cautious about. I won't. I probably won't be taking him unless it's just like crazy good value. 
I was uh, I searched up Juju's game logs last year. Um, he had back-to-back games last year where he had seven catches for 28 yards and then eight catches for 37 yards. Um, I think his longest of the season how, – how far do you think his longest catch of the season was? It was probably like 30. Max. 31. Yeah. 31. And that's coming from a dude who I think has caught two 90-plus-yard touchdowns yeah. in the past. Yeah, him in AB. Yeah. Um, and he's got some wheels. But he did score some touchdowns last year, though. He had nine touchdowns. He did. He did. Um, so if he can keep up that, I think he could go way up in his yards. Um, he finished with 831 yards. I th- I'm hammering the over if if that was the, you know. I think assuming health and he has like a bounce back season, I think easily over. Um the big thing with him is he changed when he, when AB was there, he was an outside player. And so then when he left and they got like Claypool and Dante Johnson, all these guys, he went to the slot and I thought he was better on the outside. I think that's more of his, his speed, but the, um, the slot offers a little bit of different opportunities and kind of takes away from the yardage. So if he can maintain those, those touchdowns and just up his yardage, easily top 15, like he, he's got that kind of potential. Off to the tight ends. Um, I did list two here. Tight end. Eric. Don't don't get caught up in it. Tight end. Tight ends. Don't get. I listed. Up. I listed two. Um, Eric Ebron. I have him at nineteen. You have him at fourteen. You're a little yep. bit higher than me, but we're not talking about him right now. We're talking about frat Pat Frymuth. <laughs> I totally apologize hey, for uh, messing up the Penn State rookie. Um, big friend. whole first name there, but uh, he was, I think, the probably the tight end two or three coming into the draft, not fantasy draft, uh, coming into this year's draft. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was three. I think I want to say that the Steelers draft him in the second or third. Um, Eric Ebron deal with drops last year, as we were saying. Uh, if he continues that this year, Pat Fryermuth has a chance to leapfrog him on the depth chart. And he caught two touchdowns. Not trying to overreact to preseason, but he caught two mm-hmm. touchdowns in the last preseason game. Um, I think it gets the Lions, maybe. I don't know. But um, I think he has some potential there. I ranked him at 30. Uh, obviously not very high on him, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody rank him inside their top 30. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think Ebron is super talented. He showed that he can really ball when he was on the Colts and he was their featured tight end. Well, he wasn't even their featured tight end. He was just catching touchdowns left and right. Um, but if he's if he's got this role and he you know fixes the draw problem and he still gets that touchdown equity that he's been getting, I think he's a high end tight end two with uh, low end tight end one potential. Um, especially in the offense, if, if Najee Harris is what we think he is, it's just going to open up more opportunities for everybody. So I, I don't think the rookie tight end is going to be a factor this year unless Ebron gets hurt. So you're not a big fan of Frat Pyramuth. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All not, right. Not, off, not yet. Not yet, at least. Off to the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow has been um, headlining a lot of news, um, you know, basically with his struggles. Um, so is Jamar Chase, but we'll start off with Joe Burrow. I have him ranked 16th. You have him ranked 13th. You still got him in that high-end QB2 range. 
Right. I do. Just solely because of um, they're going to be having to throw the ball a lot to keep up. He's got three very talented receivers, assuming Jamar brings his, his hands to the game. And he's got a good tight end out of the backfield. He's got two good – I mean, he's got a good running back out of the backfield. He's got two good tight ends in Uzoma and Sample who like to catch the ball. So I think there's tons of weapons. He's a sneaky mobile quarterback. I think he's kind of got those Justin Herbert vibes as far as like how he runs. Um, he'll shock you here and there. So I expect a lot of passing yards and heavy passing touchdowns because they're going to have to. Otherwise, you're going to get smoked because that defense is it's just not up there, not up to scratch. All right. I have him at 16. I have him at that mid to low kind of QB range. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you can place him above guys like Trevor Lawrence. Um, I have Jameis Winston above him uh, and Tom Brady. Um, I mean, I've but I, 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 I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I can really move him above any of those guys. Um, Let me double check my rankings. I've got. Um, let's see here. I've got him at thirteen, right behind Stafford, Tannehill, and Brady. And then right ahead of Trevor Lawrence, Jameis, and then the rookie quarterbacks. So I think he's right in that range of players that you're taking as, you know, you missed out on the top guys, but he's going to be a solid starter. And then if you get a guy like that, um, that's the kind of range where I would also try and take a flyer on one of the rookies as well. Just not Mac Jones, because I don't think he he offers much value. Okay. But any All right. Ones, We've already talked about Mac. Um Let's go to Joe Mixon. Um, we both have him ranked 14th. Yeah. Um, he gets a lot of hate because it feels like he's been playing for 10 years and has busted 10 of those 10 years. Um, last year, I think he was not very good for the first three or four weeks. And then Had a crazy maybe week, week five or week six, he had that crazy game. And they got hurt. And then people were like, oh, he'll be back week 10. And then week 10 came, oh, he'll be back like week 14. Then they shut him down for the rest of the year. Um, It was one of the most frustrating things as a Mixon owner in a lot of leagues. um, Very frustrating. Um, I do not want to be drafting him as my RB1. Completely agree. I don't think you're in a scenario where you will be drafting him as your RB1 unless you're in a 14-team league. Um. I'd much rather have guys like Gibson, James Robinson, Saquon, obviously. Um, those are just guys just going around him. Um, speaking of James Robinson, um, not to get off track, we already did the AFC South, talked about James Robinson. That Travis Etienne news did not come out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's skip to him for a yeah, quick little quick. bit. We can jump to him real quick. Yeah. Uh, I have him at 12. You have him at 13. So both of us think he – Automatically leapfrogs into that RB one tier, low RB one, maybe high end RB two, borderline RB one two. Definitely got the RB one potential we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, I think he finished just spitballing here as the RB three, four, five. I think it was five, 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 five. five. So he was a top five running back. Uh, Now he's got Trevor Lawrence, who hopefully won't stack. I mean, they won't be stacking the box as much. But you were mentioning to me earlier, you're a little worried about Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Everywhere Carlos Hyde goes, he's like decent. He's not great, but he's decent. We saw last year in Seattle, he was stealing touches from Chris Carson. Um, and then when Carson went out, he's the lead back. He, you know, he was in the way before Nick Chubb broke out. 
He was getting involved in Houston. So everywhere he goes, he's, he's involved. And last year, the second guy behind James Robinson was like your local cook at Waffle House. Like it was, it was nobody. And so that competition plus the offensive line, I'm not a believer in. Uh, rookie quarterback, I know last year they had, you know, Minshew. So I think the quarterback's a little improved, but we still got to see it from him first. Got way play. improved, way improved. Not a fan of Minshew mania. I'm, um, I'm not either. I'm not either by any means, but I think he he might have to settle in. And I, I, I hope that they help him settle in by feeding Robinson. I think it's a good way. All right, back to Joe Mixon. Um, the only thing that's keeping me ranking him 14th right now is that he might be one of those five or six guys I was talking about earlier with Najee Harris who might be a true workhorse. Completely um, agree. I think they have some Maje Piran. I think that's it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about any of his backups. He's super talented. It's just some weird – I mean, if you players. knew that Joe Mixon was playing 95% of the snaps – at running back, that's, that's unrealistic. Nobody does that. But no, say if he was playing 95 percent snaps, would you? I mean, and like he stayed healthy all year. Yeah, be, if he stays healthy, be, 90, 95 percent of snaps. Where do you draft him? He'd probably be just inside the top ten. Yeah, I would move him inside the top ten if I knew yeah, that. And that's like what he. Nine or 10. That's what he has the potential to do. Sure, sure. So. And he showed right. it before. He showed it before. Let's go to Mr. Drop, uh, Mr. Butterfingers, Jamar Chase. Uh, I have him at 28. You have him at 30. I did have him right outside the top 20 until this news about the drops and his lazy route running came out. Um, I've moved him down about seven or eight spots. Um, still am a Jamar Chase believer, just not as much. But uh, can't overreact to a couple weeks, though. How much of that do you think is nerves? It's got to be all in the head. Um, you know, once he once he scores an eighty yard touchdown, we'll be good. We'll be Get, good. Gets that confidence going. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, think I think having. He, go ahead. I think with the uh, Joe Burrow connection from LSU. Mm-hmm. Um. You got to remember, Jamar Chase was the best receiver at LSU, and that included <clears throat> Justin Jefferson and uh, Clyde Edwards too. He was the number one option in that offense. Yeah, but we we've seen stuff like that before, where the number one, where, where they all go to the NFL, and it just doesn't translate right. And like like l- last year, Justin Jefferson being the number one r- rookie receiver, you know, nobody would have predicted that before the season started. That's just how. I think Jamar Chase is a little bit different. I think he has the least bust potential out of Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, the two top threes. Well, I mean, the I other top threes. I think their situations are very different. Um, I think Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are both on teams where, as far as throwing the ball, is not as strong as Joe Burrow is. Um, obviously, very different quarterbacks, but I think Jamar Chase is in a better situation. But I there's just something about it. It just does not. Sit. I've talked to you about that before off camera, how like, I'm not the biggest Jamar. Like, I don't think he's going to be like a top 10 receiver this year. Like some people think, and I don't know. I just, my gut tells me Devonta Smith is going to translate pretty well. Could be completely wrong because Jalen hurts is a running quarterback. 
So only time will tell. All right. Off to Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Um, I have Tyler Boyd at 40. You have him at 42. Um, he will either finish as the most targets in that offense, or he could finish as the least amount of targets in that offense. And then we have T. Higgins. You have him at 31. I have him at 37. You're a little bit higher on him. Let's talk about those two right now. Um, T. Higgins definitely has the most potential out of both of them. But I think safer. Tyler Boyd's 100%. He's a target yeah. monster. And um, T. Higgins is that kind of go up and get it receiver. Yeah. Um, Tyler Boyd kind of, you know, I think he plays the slot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he will this year. He but, will, um, definitely. Jamar is going to be outside. It's kind of hard to predict the target distribution in this offense, but only time will tell. Um, this preseason yeah. has not helped at all. Like it, I mean, nobody has emerged as that true wide receiver one. Well, I think Burrow's first game is going to be this week in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I, I don't expect him to play well. Just, you know, a lot of rust. And he's had the, the training camp struggles. But I think once once again, the groove, all those weapons, you know, co- combined with the fact that they're going to be down, I, I think he'll be fine. For fantasy purposes, I think that whole offense is going to be usable. All right, off to the tight end, uh, CJ Uzoma. You do not have him. Usama. Drew Sample. I do not think Drew Sample is worthy of a graphic. I'm a big Drew Sample guy. I'm a big but Drew Sample guy. You don't have either of them ranked, though. Yeah, I know. I I think I think they're going to split time. I think it's a situation with like Higby and Everett that we've seen before where they split time and just hurt each other in fantasy. I, I, I really I, like Drew Sample. That's I do. I, I am. I am mistaken. You do have Drew Sample ranked. I did not see him earlier. But um, mm-hmm. I have CJ Uzoma at twenty five. Um, I think he is much better than Drew Sample, personally. Um, not much reason to just kind of a big target. I think he'll score some touchdowns. Um, kind of like every other tight end. But yeah. like you said, they're going to be passing a lot. Somebody's got to catch those passes. Yeah, the reason I put – I've got Sample at 32, for those wondering. Just the very last spot in our tight end rankings. The only reason is uh, last season when Uzoma was down, Drew Sample looked solid. He was a, hit a few games where he was racking up like eight or, eight or nine or ten targets from Burrow. And so I think they, they made a good connection. And as long as he gets on the field, I think he'll still see targets. All righty, off to the Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson, complete stud. I have him at three. You have him at four. Yep. Um, Very easily finished QB1. Why don't, why, why don't you have him at three also? Um, I prefer Kyler Murray because the arm talent and the, uh, the weapons he's got combined with the running. Like I don't think Kyler Murray's running is 2-2 two, two behind Lamar. That makes sense. And Kyler's obviously the superior passer with the better weapons. Yeah, but I think Lamar Jackson's the much better runner. Um, I mean, I think he, I think he, he, he definitely is, and he's going to run more. But I think Kyler runs. What Kyler had what like eight hundred yards last year? Is that accurate? I am not sure. Um, I'll have to double check. That. I thought he had a bunch of yards, and so that may be completely wrong. Let me double check that. Um, I'm, I'm looking right now. 
but like he th- he's going to get a ton of passing yards. He's going to run the ball plenty. Let me see. Let me find it. Dude's just an overall stud. I I do like Lamar Jackson uh, more than Kyler Murray. I think I have Deshaun Watson. Not going to talk about him above Kyler yeah, Murray. Last year he had eight hundred nineteen yards. How many did Lamar Jackson have? And I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really. Uh, I think most people would prefer Lamar Jackson over Kyler. I don't. I don't know if the ADP reflects that, though. Last year, he had 1,005. So less than 200-yard difference. That's a 20-point difference. I think Kyler more than makes up for that in, in passing. He's going to have more passing touchdowns. He's going to have more passing yards. Well, I think I think Lamar will have way more rushing touchdowns. Yeah, th- I do, I do agree with that, but I think that's where the point difference really comes in. Last year, Lamar had seven, matched his career high. Let me double check what Kyler had. I would think Kyler had somewhere around that, if not more. Last year, he had eleven. Yeah, yeah, eleven. I was thinking, I was th- I was thinking more. 819 yards and 11 touchdowns rushing. I don't think he'll have 11 rush touchdowns again. I think there's no way. With Chase Edmonds being the lead back potentially, I don't know. I don't think. I don't. I don't. They can't. They can't. They can't stack the box. They've got AJ Green now to go on the other side. Christian Kirk and Jadre Hopkins. They can't have somebody spy him, even though they need to because they got all these weapons, dude. Dude, there's there. why don't you just bow him up to your QB one? Jeez Louise. Off to the running backs. Um, <laughs> if 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 he does not get hurt, he's like a top five lock. Like guaranteed. JK Dobbins, you have him at 19. <laughs> you have him inside the top 20. Um I have him at 22. Um he's not even the RB1 in his own offense. Uh, that is definitely Lamar Jackson. Um yeah, that's the only thing that's every play. That's every the only thing that's Scary. Um, I see you have him ranked above DeAndre Swift. I do, yeah. DeAndre Please Swift elaborate. Competition. He's got more competition with Jamal Williams there now. The I'd say Gus Edwards is better. Hard. I'd say Gus Edwards is better than Jamal Williams. No, no and I'd no take shot. that back. I was about to say no I'd shot. take that back. Okay, so let me explain. I think the um, Lions offense is going to be atrocious with Jared Goff. Like, just god-awful. So the scoring chances are going to be down. Uh, we're talking about J.K. Dobbins, right? Yeah, so Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, especially Jackson, are definitely going to steal touches and touchdowns, but they run the ball so much, and Dobbins is super talented. He's going to feature in the passing game. I'm a big believer in his talent. I think he's going to be great. So that's my reasoning. Okay. Do you, do you disagree? Right. Do you disagree? You think Swift's going to outscore him? I do. Yeah, I was about to say your ranking suggests so. <laughs> but I don't think by much. I would take Dobbins personally. If we're in like the third round and they're both available, I'm taking Dobbins. I would take Swift. So or right, what about in the PPR? Hmm? Yeah. Still Dobbins. Jamal Williams really? is like the pass catching back for the Packers. Why isn't it gonna be the same thing for the Lions? Because DeAndre Swift is a wide receiver and a running back. 
Stud. I've heard this before. Complete stud. Antonio Gibson doesn't even play on third down, so. Complete stud. He's a, right. he's a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but give me Dobbins. You're just mad because he dropped that week one or week two pass in the end zone for the touchdown. Do you remember that? Who? Which one? DeAndre Swift. I wasn't mad. I had him in zero leagues. I had him in a lot of leagues. I liked Swift last year. Yeah, too much risk. I mean, he got like Adrian Peterson was still in carries. Come on now. I mean, it's like 50. <laughs> okay, but you, like Adrian Peterson's in your backfield, you've got to give him touches. He's what, like 47 years old now? Turn it 50. All right. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers. Um, we do not like the wide receivers at all. Um, you except know why? Week, except week one. Except week one. Do you know why we don't like the wide receivers anymore? Because Des Bryant isn't there. I knew you were going <laughs> to say something about Des Bryant. I knew that was going. All right. You know, uh, we we don't really like a certain one for just week one. Put him on our list week one. All right. All right. I do not have him in the graphic. Um, I should just have a big week one right above him. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about yeah, Sammy just, Watkins. Just week one projections, like 200 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. We're talking about Sammy Watkins. Um, yep. He's not going to be good for weeks two through 17 or 18. <laughs> but he will likely win you your week one matchup. Yeah, You can go ahead and sit the rest of your team. Just plug in Sammy in the week's yours. If you don't believe Ooh. us, go back and look at his previous game logs. I- it's unreal. Actually, being serious, might be an idiot for even asking this. Do you draft Sammy Watkins on that offset chance that he maybe has that week one? No. No? No. On like He's the most run-heavy team, no shot. Because I remember two – I saw two years ago, I think it was somebody traded Sammy Watkins for Calvin Ridley uh, in week two. I hope this was not a dynasty league. No, they won the Dynasty League. It was a redraft okay. league. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, wow. But um, week one, Sammy Watkins. Uh, I do have Rashad Bateman and Marquise Brown um, on the graphic. We both have uh, Rashad Bateman unranked, um, rookie wide receiver. And I have Marquise Brown unranked. You have him at 47. Um, hey, real quick, real quick. Uh, you have LaVisca ranked twice. Thank you for that. Anytime, not even talking about the AFC South. I'm just, I'm just I'm just looking at the rankings right now. You have Lavisca ranked twice. Just a heads up. We'll get that. Don't worry about it. We'll get that after the podcast. Yeah. So you have you have Marquise Brown ranked where? I also have Tyler Boyd ranked twice. Wow, you exposing yourself there. So you don't. It doesn't look like you have Marquise Brown ranked at all, and I have him at 47. So regardless, he's obviously towards the back of our. Uh, our wide receiver rankings, I think at best he's a flex play right now. Would you agree with that? No. What would you say? I don't think he's worthy of a flex play. I was thinking at best, like that's his ceiling as like a flex. Oh, okay, yeah, because um, he's very inconsistent. It's like Ted Ginn. I would say at best he's a wide receiver too, just based off of the vertical threat he, that he is. He's so fast. Um. <clears throat> But you but have if I had throw. to guess, I, I don't even think you could start. I don't even think you could start the guy week one. I agree, completely agree. He's he will not be in any of my lineups. I I probably won't even be taking him. I just don't believe. I don't see what is going to change from the past seasons that's going to vault him up to that wide receiver status. Well, then I'm wondering why you have him ranked above 
uh, you know, Gabriel Davis or Steven Sims Jr. or Isaiah McKenzie. I want, I want people who are going to be on the field and actually have the ball thrown to them instead of people who are going to be on the sideline watching Josh Allen overthrow people like 20 yards. What's your deal, dude? <laughs> Problem. Are you not an Isaiah McKenzie fan? Not at all. Nope. Glorified punt return. We went over this earlier. Oh, I think I see what happened with the rankings. Wow. We'll fix that later. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, off to tight end, Mark Andrews. Um, we both have him at six. Yep. Explain. He would be higher, but he's too touchdown dependent. That's he is very touchdown dependent. Yep. If the touchdowns dry up, he's like damn near unplayable because he's not going to have very many yards. I am not a huge Mark Andrews fan. Not um, either. He's a super talented guy, but like I said, that offense is not um, not a pass-heavy offense. You could even make a case of drafting Logan Thomas above him. Yeah, I, I, I would strongly consider that. Um, in fact, in my final rankings before the season starts, that's going to be one of the spots where I really have to think. I, I may just move Logan Thomas up. <clears throat> yeah. Would you draft Noah Fant above him? No, not Noah Fant. Not a big Noah Fant guy. Nothing against Fant. It's just a quarterback play there. Alrighty, Off to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. This was the big topic I wanted to talk about. I have him at 19. Mm-hmm. You have him at 26. Yep. Please, please tell me why you have him below Carson Wentz. Um, I think they're in very similar situations. They'll be throwing the ball a lot. Even though he's got Odell and Jarvis Landry, what is there to go by in previous seasons where he's going to be a fantasy stud? If Odell is 2016 Odell Beckham Jr. or 2015 Odell Beckham Jr., where do you rank Baker? Well, Odell has been that Odell in past seasons, and Baker has not performed. So like, you just don't like Baker Mayfield? No, I think he's a solid player, but their their system is – their focal point is Nick Chubb. Their second focal point is Kareem Hunt. And then after that, it's like whatever's left over goes to Odell and Jarvis. So it's – it's not like a fantasy-friendly quarter, uh, quarterback offense. Everybody else will do fine. I think Odell's wide receiver, two. Landry's probably like a three or a flex. And then obviously the two stud running backs. So I don't know. I think they lean too much on the running backs for him to be good. Okay. Off to the running backs. They got two stud running backs. Wait, wait, they wait, really wait. Do. you got to explain your Baker Mayfield ranking. Why do you have him? Oh, why have him at 19? Yeah, because of what we were just talking about, he has Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, he has Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant. He has a bunch of talent. Um, I have him above guys like Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Zach Wilson. Um, I think he has a little bit of running in his game too. Um, Very little. Oh, I'm curious of his rushing stats. Let me look that up real quick. Very little. Um. I, I just don't believe it. there's like past seasons have justified my reasoning for that. So let's see what he had. I'm just a big Baker Mayfield guy. He had 165 rushing yards last year, Spencer. That's 10. Years well, ago. actually 10 he had hundred. He actually had 162 year before that. 
285. What are you looking at? What? I'm looking at rushing. What are you looking at? Rushing. 165, 141, 131. I don't know what stats you're looking at. And his, his career high for passing is 3,800 yards in one season and 27 touchdowns in another season. And he's kind of reckless with the ball sometimes. He just, like, for fantasy purposes, I just, I'm not a believer. You know, I do apologize for calling Baker Mayfield a running quarterback. Yeah, that was just unnecessary. I have been stand corrected. But um, we take, off him to the the backs. take him on the chin run here. <laughs> off to the running backs. You're a better I man Nick because Chubb. of it. I have Nick Chubb at nine. Mm-hmm. You have Nick Chubb at eight. Not much to say about him. Just stud. Very good. Very good. Stud. If if Kareem Hunt wasn't there, he'd be running back three for me. Three. Three. He would not be. He'd probably be in like the five or six range. I think he'd be running back three for me. Three. See, last year was his career high with twelve touchdowns, but he only had a thousand, just over a thousand yards. I think the touchdown opportunity with Kareem Hunt there is going to cap at about that number, whereas like a Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook or somebody like that is going to be in the upper teens. That's the only thing that holds back Nick Chubb from those other guys, in my opinion. Otherwise, I think he'd be in the conversation for top five. Do you agree with that? Don't agree? Oh, yeah, like I said, RB3. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think you can put him over Derrick Henry. New shot. Well, I maybe you're thinking. Maybe you're thinking of because App State alum Darrington Evans is going to be back there in the Kareem Hunt role, but only time will tell. Moving on. All right, off to Kareem Hunt. <laughs> the Darrington Evans in the offense. Um, <laughs> the Darrington Evans. Yep. Uh, you have him ranked 26. I have him ranked 30th. We both have him as kind of borderline flex plays. Um, I think people are. I disagree. You don't think he's the best handcuff? I do not. Who do you think? Tony Jones Jr. Maybe? No. (laughs) Who? I think Chuba Hubbard's the best handcuff. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I was was about to mouth Chuba Hubbard. (laughs) I, I'm just kidding. All right, all right. For real, best handcuff in the game, Latavius Murray. He's a third stringer. We've been over this. Oh my gosh, dude! dude me and Nathan Hunt, have put a bet Kareem on this. Hunt, no shot. Cream Hunt, no shot. Cream Cream Hunt's the best handcuff ever. I think Latavius Murray is. How? I just think he's the best. Oh my gosh, because Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber and all those guys just lit it up when he was at quarterback, right? So, and Latavius Murray is not much better than those dudes. Oh, stop. Then Ronald Jones, they're like the same player. They're both big, got average speed. So they're both big, and that makes them the same running back. How they play is very similar. Hell, let's just throw Nick Chubb into that that conversation, too. Not even close. All right. Um, Odell Beckham. Love Odell Beckham. Not for fantasy purposes, just love the player. Um, For fantasy purposes, I have him around wide receiver, too. Um, hopefully he a, can a return. Wide receiver too, right? Not the wide receiver too. A wide receiver too. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Sorry, you know, I, I don't I don't like this. I don't like how you have to correct me every time I say something. Well, because you said you've got him as around the like the wide receiver too. I was like, what? There's no shot. You know, maybe I do have him as the wide receiver too, right I'm above Tyreek Hill, right above Tyreek Hill, and right behind DK Metcalf. Gotcha. I would love nothing more to see Odell Beckham Jr. finish as the wide receiver one in fantasy. That'd be cool. But that's just not happening. Not with um, DK in the league. We both have Brown wide receiver two um, because of the quarterback. You just said it again. Moving on from Odell Beckham, we got Jarvis Landry. <laughs> and I put on here Rashard Higgins. Um, you're not drafted Rashard Higgins. Just felt like you should Rashard. throw Rashard Higgins. Rashard Higgins? Okay, we're doing that. Okay. Why, um, why Jarvis Landry. Uh, I have met 47. You have met 48. We do not love Jarvis Landry. I am watching the Little League World Series. Richard Higgins is like the KJ Hamler of the Browns. What do you, what I don't, are you doing? I, I, don't, I don't know who that is, but this 12-year-old just jumped the fence and robbed, <laughs> robbed him of a home run. I wish I could turn my computer. Really? But just snagged, just went back to the fence looking like Mike Trout. Wow. Like I, wow. This isn't a little league world series podcast, although it could be. Yeah, it could be. It Give could me be Hawaii. Give me Hawaii. I think yeah. that's I think that's who this dude played for. Oh, really? I don't know which H I stands for. You might you might want to cut that off. Oh all right, well, obviously, Nathan's getting a little bit more joy out of this than everyone all right, else. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. Browns tight ends. We have not talked about the Browns at all. We have just said our rankings and not gave any kind of reason. And then talked about the best handcuffs. <laughs> and then about some little 12-year-old Hawaiian jump of the fence. <laughs> okay. I wish I could put the video on here. But, dude, went back, snagged it up. It's very impressive. Very impressive. The next Bryce Harper, um, without the strikeouts. Um, tight end Austin Hooper. Where do you have him ranked? I have him ranked at twenty third. You have him at seventeen. I mean, is there anything to say about Austin Hooper? Um, he's shown he can do it with the Falcons. I think he's a bang average tight end too. He's a viable fill in. He, you know, kind of touchdown dependent. So. But everybody in that tight end range is the same. Did you say bang average? Yeah, bang average. Bang average? Bang average. Is something wrong with that? B-A-N-G average. <laughs> yes. What is wrong with that? I have never heard that before. Have you ever come out of your house, you uncultured swine? Bang average. Boy. Bang average. Yeah. You've never... Spencer, this is a, this is a rough podcast for you, Bob. I don't first, think it is. I think I'm first I think, Hawaii. I think I bought out this podcast. First, the Hawaii incident, and then not hearing about being average. But okay, I didn't know what I H I stood for. Sue me. All right, didn't know if it stood <laughs> for. I don't know. I don't know what else but, what it would stand for. Maybe for all you wondering, watching, that's all you need to know about Spencer's brain. Maybe all high right, point. And so, and so, in the next episode is going to be NFC East. Is it correct? No, you were wrong. 
We started out with the AFC East. You are correct. NFC East, it will be. It will be NFC East. So this one will be going up on Thursday. Is that correct? Thursday? I think Thursday. Yeah, Thursday afternoon. Thursday. So look for it on Thursday. Check out all our socials. Check out our YouTube Wait, look channel. for it on Thursday. Wait, this this one we're recording Thursday. <laughs> we gotta, we're gonna cut out that little clip and then we're gonna post that clip saying look for it on Thursday. Why did you tell them to look for it on Thursday after they just finished the whole podcast? Because I'm thinking in retrospect, like they're gonna see this and it's gonna be like inception. They go back. Somebody's watching the high uh, Hawaii Michigan game. All right, everybody. That will finish it up. Uh, follow us on all our social, DFFFanatics3 on Twitter, the Fantasy Fanatics um, website. Anything else you want to throw in there? The website. The, F- the, F- F- the FFFanatics.com. Yes, sir. And, and our YouTube is the Fantasy Fanatics. Sub to us. We appreciate all the support, and we'll catch you in the next one. All right. Peace.